going to take my time because I can't go uh, very fast, then I want you to get it. So in Hebrews chapter 4, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 16, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse uh, 16, let us therefore come boldly. Look, look how you're supposed to come. Not, not with doubts and unbelief in your heart, but uh, with certainty. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. How are you supposed to come? Not with unbelief in your heart and doubts, but you have to come. Okay? You have to, um, you, you have to uh, come to the Lord because there are so many things that will keep you from entering into the first verse about entering into his rest. You would come short of entering into his rest, okay? But now, how are you supposed to? You're supposed to come boldly uh, to the to the Lord. In verse uh, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. So underline that you have throne of what? Grace. Well, when does the, the throne of grace exist? When is it in uh, force? Right now. See, right now. It's the throne of grace where you can come and repent of your sins. You've made a mistake. You've, uh, you've missed it. We all missed it. All of sin. And then you come to the Lord and ask him to forgive you. That is grace. Mercy. Okay. His mercies is new every morning. His grace. Right now. That's why we receive forgiveness of sin. Okay. Every one of us uh, have been to that throne. Oh God, I ask you right uh, uh, not just in church, but when you kneel down by your bedside, that's a throne of grace. If you catch the plane to LA or wherever, it's a throne of grace wherever you pray. We talk to Jesus and uh, while you're going down the road, walking or whatever you're doing, it's a throne of grace. We live in that dispensation right now where we are at the throne of grace. So when you, you, you've made mistake and you sin, you don't run away from the throne of grace because there's no other place you can be saved. You don't have to go to anybody. You don't have to confess to anybody. You don't have to uh, uh, listen to anyone beside the word of God unless they have the word of God. Okay? Without the word of God is a total failure. It must be the word of God. It cannot be without the word of God and save you. So here, it's telling you what to do. Let us come boldly. Oh, Don't be afraid. God's not going to kill you. God's not, not, not going to get mad at you when you come boldly. That means you have to break through those criticisms. Break through those opposition. Break through the forces of darkness that's trying to tell you a lie and ignorant. You know, there are lying spirits. Uh, there's lying spirits. The, the scripture says, that's why the scripture says against an elder, receive not an accusation, but you receive it. Oh, I believe that. Oh, that's true. I don't, it's, it's true because this brother tell me or this sister said it must be true. Well, you, you might be drinking Kool-Aid. See, so it, it, it tells you you must come boldly. Otherwise, the devil will keep you away and scare you and say, oh, my sins are so great. There's no sin, really. There's no sin that the throne of grace cannot take care of. Every sin at this time, okay, at this dispensation, every sin will be forgiven once they're confessed. And repent it off and return away from it. Uh, confess your sins and, and repent of it. Turn to the Lord and God will have mercy because uh, he's a faithful and he's a wonderful God. You follow me? Right now, 
It's a day of grace. But the day of grace will come to an end. And when the day of grace comes to an end, there's no more throne of grace. Okay, that's over. See, there's no more uh, repentance. Okay, because the, the, the throne of grace is established upon the fact that Jesus died for you. See, Christ shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. So he said, let us, every one of us come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may obtain what? Mercy. You're saved by mercy. The mercies of God. But you have to come and ask for it. It's new every day. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. When? Right now. Not, not uh, when the day of grace is over. See, that we may obtain mercy and find grace. Isn't it? Come to where? Where do you have to come? To the throne of grace. And you've got to come to the throne of grace to find, to obtain mercy. And he gives you mercy. And through mercy, you find grace. Forgiveness. Where? At the throne of grace. But you have to come. Here's the steps. Come boldly. To the throne of grace. Right now. To the throne of grace. Because that's the dispensation you're living in. Alright. And when you come what do you do? You obtain mercy. You obtain mercy. But you don't find grace without mercy. It's because of his mercy. Why you receive the grace of God. So you come to the throne of grace. That's what you've been doing. When you're asking God to have mercy in you. And forgive you. And help you. And change you. Right now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. But you've got to come boldly. But if you're coming and doubting your mind. I don't know if Jesus will forgive me. And I'm such a sinner. Or uh, this person tell me that I've gone too far. And I'm not saved. And all of that. That's the trick of the devil. To make you feel that you're not saved. You're not doing good. That, that The devil, remember, is a liar. Okay, and all, all lies come from the devil. And the devil tells you, you're not saved. Uh, you can never be saved. But here's what the Bible says. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain. You ought to shout that out. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help when? In the time of need. When are we in the time of need? Right now. Every day. Every day. If, if God doesn't give you mercy and grace. The devil will destroy you. you. The only way you can be saved is by faith in Christ. So you have to come and receive it right now. Otherwise the devil will put something right in your path. You'll talk to somebody. Somebody will talk to you. That's why it's best to spend time with the Bible. And don't talk to a lot of people. I'll come up with you. Let me want to talk to you. I want to show you something. Something you don't know. No, no. I already know it from the Bible. I know Mark. What Mark says. So I know what First uh, Timothy, Second Timothy chapter say, three said. Okay. And all that we live godly will suffer persecution. Okay. So you persecute people with your tongue. All right. And 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 you can persecute a church. Now somebody said, well, I'm persecuting the pastor or. I'm persecuting the elders. No. It's Christ. Because the church is not for the pastor. It's Christ's church. When I just, I just, uh, you know, uh, don't like the, what, show me the scripture. Give me the scriptures. Give me the scripture that you stand on. You don't like this. So, you don't like it. 
But give me the scripture to prove that you're right. You don't have a scripture. That's just your feelings. That is just your, your feelings that you need to put to the cross. And if you don't submit that uh, uh, feelings, you'll be in trouble. Because you have to come boldly to the throne of grace and say, Forgive me, Lord, for my own sins. And forgive me of my unrighteousness. And save me. Because there's no way I can save you unless I'm also saved. See, so we have to come boldly and ask God every day, Lord, wash me and cleanse me. And when you come boldly, when you obtain, obtain grace, what does he do? It's unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins. He has to wash you from your sins in his blood. Okay? And uh, so that, that, okay, that you might find grace to help. In the time of need. And we are right now living in the time of need. So I just show you that there's one. There's a throne of grace. There's a throne of grace. But there's another throne. And it's called the throne of judgment. Where there's no grace. Right now we're living in the dispensation of grace. But grace will come to an end. And when grace comes to an end. At the, at the, um, at the uh, close of the church age. In Revelations chapter 3. You remember that in Revelations chapter 3. Go down to verse. Uh, the, the Laodicean church. When, uh, when uh, uh, these things said. The Amen. Verse 14. And the faithful and the, tr and the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. Notice because God is going to start. Now at the end of the church age. With a new creation. To, to bring into being. Uh, the church. The bride. Of Jesus Christ. And then go on out. Uh, into uh, the first resurrection. The establishment of the kingdom. That's where we are right now. Uh, the kingdom will be established upon. The Philadelphian principle. The throne of his. Uh, God will give into him the throne of his father David. In the Philadelphian age. So that's why you have these two churches. Philadelphian. Uh, and the, the elite. Uh, the Odyssean church. Uh, some will not enter. But there's still a few. That is uh, uh, verse 10 of chapter 3. That has kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Remember you have to, you have to get right with God. It's not, it's not well is the church going through the tribulation or not. That's a broad question. You don't, you don't ask that kind of a question. Because notice what you have to do. Uh, he that have this hope in him purify himself as he's pure. You have to get right with God. You have to come boldly, as we've just uh, read, to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy in the time of need. When is the time of need? The great tribulation is a time of need. So we want to be kept and spared from the hour of uh, temptation, okay? Which shall come upon all the world and try them that dwell upon the earth. Then behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man, notice here, what were we talking about? Huh? See, crown, tribulations, gifts, reward, hold fast to it, that no man take your crown. That no man take what? That no man take your crown. Now, how would I take your crown? Just get you off the word of God. When I come and I talk to you, and it's not right. And I pull you away from God. Pull you away from the church. What did I just do? I dethrone you. You never have the reward that you would have had. 
See, people steal your reward by gossip. Oh, come over here. Let me see them talk. Ah, that's a thief. The devil is setting you up because you're laying up treasures and mercies in heaven. So the devil don't want you to have it. So what the devil has to do now, uh, well, look into an Olympic, right? Oh, you're running a race, right? And uh, if you drop the gun, what happened? And you drop it, what happened? Okay. And if they're that straight, they're not going to give you a chance. Even if somebody run and push you down and trip you, that's tough. Well, you're running, but you got knocked over. Like, that's tough. Because we're in a race. And the devil is trying to knock you out. Okay? And uh, we've seen it. We just came through that, that Olympic. And uh, they, those girls up there in the bar, you know that bar or whatever, they jump on and walk. I don't know how they do it. But if they slip, is there an excuse? Is it for, is, will they be forgiven and uh, let's start over and give you the same? Or would there be a deduction? Well, how much more the race you're running right now? You are in a race right now. And the devil want to push you out of the Olympics. Totally. He doesn't want you to get the price. Because there's only one that's going to get the price. And he doesn't want you to get it. So he'll do everything. He lied to you. He cheated to you. Because he wants to put his foot out there and trip you. Because you're running in a race. And he's going to tell you. No that, that's wrong. Oh don't do that. And Oh there's another rule. Don't play by that rule. Oh there's too much rules in the church. Don't go by that rule. I have another rule. Come on, I'll tell you. Sit down with me and I'll tell you what. What do you think that is? That is to get you out of the race. It's not just to hurt the church. They might try to spite pastor. What pastor overcome that? Because this is not where you get your reward. You don't get your reward totally at the throne of grace. You've got to get it at the throne of judgment. And we have not yet come to the throne of judgment. And judgment begins where? At the house of God. That's where it's established. So when uh, when this grace age is over, judgment begins. At the last trump. So where are you getting your reward? And the devil will fool you and take it away from you. And before you know it, you look back and say, my God, I made a mistake back there. I should not listen to that. But it's late. You, you've... Uh, uh, you can't get the reward that you, you would have gotten. Because you blow it. Somebody rob you. Whenever the devil comes to you. It's to steal from you. The Bible said. The thief coming. Not but for to steal. To kill. And destroy. He comes to steal everything you have about God. Put doubts in your mind. But you're supposed to come boldly without doubts. Before the throne of grace. That's all you are coming up with. Well, I don't know if the church is right. I don't know if pastors are Because you need to get in the Bible and listen. But you cannot be sleeping while the message is going forth and then still come forth in the resurrection of, of the just. You're sleeping. And the Bible said, awake thou that sleepest. Or you're pouting. Or if you have bitterness in your heart. You already come to church with bitterness. In your heart are lies to come fill up because the devil might be able to successfully put lies in your heart. But you have to put all of that, casting all your cares upon the Lord. Empty the bag before the Lord and say, Lord, I come to you. Will you please take away from me everything that is not right? And you see, get before the Lord and pray for yourself and ask God to help you and show you yourself. 
the greatest revelation we can have is ourselves. Get down before God and say, Lord, please help me. So I want to show you now. There's a grace. There's a throne of grace. But that's come to an end at the close of the church age. And we're going through that right now. We're coming down to the Laodicean uh, uh, church age. Where he says that uh, Tatiana was uh, touching it and both Marina also. Where he says, I know thy works. You can fool everybody else. But God knows you. I know your work. I know what you're doing. And God knows whether you're building the church or tearing up the church. God knows whether you are uh, uh, helping the church or you're putting thoughts in people's minds that will distract them. That thou art neither, notice here, you're neither cold nor hot. I would that thou art hot or cold, or cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold, are you reading, nor hot, I will what? Spew thee out of my mouth. But notice here. They, they already from the fact that they lock the Lord out. They already spew him out. The church already spew him out. They lock him out. You know when somebody lock you out? Have you ever had. Uh, I grew up you know my my folks would say. My grandma said boy if you don't get in by a certain time. I'm going to lock you out. And you go there and you knock all you want to. I remember my uncle did that one time to me. I was out too late. And I'm knocking. And my uncle was there. He heard me. But he never opened the door. So I was locked out. I did everything. Bang, bang, bang. And lock. And he's sitting in there. Because he told me. To get home at a certain time. And I didn't get home. At a certain time. I disobeyed him. And what he locked the door from inside. Okay. And I was locked out. And I couldn't get in. I knock all I want to. Well now. Uh, Jesus has been locked out of his own church. Remember. The church belongs to Christ. He's the head. Of the church. And he builds the church. Upon the rock. But now remember when he started. Uh, when he came down. He was. Uh, he was standing. Uh, chapter 1. In the midst of the. Golden. Candlestick. Can you remember that? He was. Uh, uh, standing in the midst. Of the golden. Uh, candlestick. What verse is that? Chapter 1. But note, John was writing to the seven churches in, in Asia. Samaria uh, was also one of them. Ephesus and all these. But Jesus, and being turned, verse 12. I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst, verse 13, read. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, what happened? Who was there? Where was he? In the middle, in the midst of the seven Candlestick, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the pop with a golden girdle. It, then he described his hair, his head, and his hair were white, like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass, as it had been burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand. What? And he had in his. What verse is it? He had in his right hand. Verse 16. And he had in his right hand. Seven stars. Notice. Notice what he had. At the start of the church. Okay. But by the time you get to. The Laodicea and the seven church church, it was locked out. 
But look at the start, Marina. See it right there. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went what? The word, a sharp two-edged sword, was coming out. That, that church in Ephesus began with the word of God. They were powerful. But by the time you get to the seventh church, it wasn't like that. It was outside trying to get inside. And that's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. We are at the end of the church age. And he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shined in his strength. Look how bright he was. No wonder the glory fell. No wonder back there they heard the church but they evangelized. These people that turned the world upside down. There was a bright and a shining light. They had a star. They had the word of God. They had fire. We go to church and sleep. We don't have the power. We go to church and backbite and find faults. And nobody wants to submit to the word of God. We all know what we're doing. But it wasn't back there. They were humble. They submitted to the word of God. And the church has lost it. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. That's the word of God. The Old and New Testament. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. You, you can't even look at the sun out there for a few seconds. You'll be blind. You'll be crazy to do that. Don't do that. Can you imagine the brightness of the sun in your church? Huh? Coming from the countenance of Jesus Christ. And the sword going. Just picture what, what, what kind of church that was back there. And what we have right now. And, and there was no. It pushes back the darkness. The light. Sunlight. Pushes back the darkness. And in there was bright. Shining light. And the word went forth. With power. Healing. Deliverance. Salvation. And they turned the world upside down. I want to show you the difference to what we have right now. Oh yes, we shout and we scream. But there's nothing happening. Had it his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp sword. Two-edged sword. And his countenance was, next verse, as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, notice, even John. What would you do seeing a, a, a being like that? A manifestation like this. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. My God. No wonder the church power. Healing. Miracle. When last have we seen that? Tell me. When last have we seen that? Oh, the glory. Oh, the presence of the Lord. That's good. We want to have that. But do we have it? Do we have it? Or can we make it happen? You cannot make it happen. Jesus Christ has to come to the church himself as a bright and shining light. And if he's on the outside, you lock him out. The outside of your heart. There's no light. Because it's when he's inside that there's light. But if you lock him out, then inside is dark. And a person can only fool you when you have Christ outside. And they want you to push Christ out. 
And then something else comes in. And they shut the door. And when I saw him, you have to have a revelation. I fell. Notice it's I. It's you individually. You have to see him. Nobody can say, come here, let me show you Christ. It's you in your heart, like I just said this morning. Right there, your own experience. And when I saw him, just like you've got to get your own name in that honored list. And how do you get it? The honored list was the, those people stood with him who was being persecuted. They weren't ashamed. But they stood. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But notice, notice here. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me. What did he say? You notice when he, when he speaks, you won't be afraid. Fear not. Let's read it. Fear not. I am the first and the last. So nothing's going to happen to you. He opens it, he begins it, and he closes it. He's in charge of your life first to last. I am the first and I am the last. I am he that liveth. Are you with me now? Are you reading it? Hallelujah. Are you shouting? Now if you know that Christ is alive and he's greater than all, but what would you be afraid of? You stand up and you felt God. That's a witness. That's what God has. That's what you know. The spirit. I felt God in my heart. And I'm not going to let you take that away from me. I'm not going to let you drain me. And what are you going to replace? When you drain me. What are you going to give me? What do you have to offer me? Your, your, your own miserable life? <laughs> Blind as a bat? What do you have to give me? Nothing. You don't lose your, your anointing, your word, what God gives you. I am he that liveth and was dead. <coughs> but notice, well, if I continue serving God, what's going to happen to me? Nothing, because he's alive forevermore. Nothing's going to happen to you today, tomorrow, next year, ten years, nothing at all. But you're on your way to the kingdom. This is total security. Everlasting security. He says, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. You know what I mean? Just close it right there. That's it. No changes. I'm alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. So who's the winner? Who's the winner? Don't you see that? And the early church had it. But because we lost it. And so we are like that, you know, confused. Anybody can upset you. And tell you something that's not right. And before you, you, uh, 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 because you're not grounded like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that bring it forth fruit. You're grounded in Christ. I am he that liveth and was dead and 
Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of what? Keys of hell and of death. Satan has lost. You know why Satan fight like that? Because he has lost. And because we've come down to the end, the Laodicean end, and he's doing everything he can to stop you from being in the first resurrection. Because, all right, the throne of grace is almost over. The throne of grace is almost over. Believe it or not, it is almost over. And God's not going to miss his program for you. God's not waiting on us to see if we're ready. God is not going to be one minute late from the day he is appointed to judge the world. Whether you believe it or not, you look around, you don't go by just what you see around. Because what you see around is a fading age. Heaven and earth pass away. But my word shall never pass away. And you look out and oh well, I don't think he's coming back. There's uh, too much uh, too much thing going on. And the gospel is not yet preached around the world. Who told you that? Like God is waiting on men. God's not never waited on men. And God has always has an appointment. And he keeps them. So uh, uh, when this age is over. Then comes another age, which is called what? The eternal age. Well, the millennium begins and then it goes on into the eternal age. It's a long program. But you want to accept Christ in the day of grace without going through the tribulation to do it. You want to make changes right now without going through the tribulation to change. Like Revelations chapter 7. Who are these? Okay. These are they that came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. But you want to let him wash you right now in chapter 1 of Revelation. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. He does the washing. Right now. In the day of grace. When you come to him right now. And ask him. He washes you. Hallelujah. He washes you right now. But what happened? If you miss this washing. Because you got dirty. Then the Laodicean church. Ends up riding the beast. Revelation 17. Ends up in. And it's. Oh yeah. God's got a lot of people that's going to. Numberless people. But look what they're going to go through. Before they enter into the kingdom. But right now you can by faith. Come boldly. To the throne of grace. And make the changes. If. Chapter 4. Look at chapter 4. Are you there? Let me read chapter 3. Verse 20. Behold I stand read with me. At the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door. I will come into him. And will sup with him. And he with me. To him read. 
to him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me where? In my throne. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. So now here. Here. But follow me. Are you following me closely? Chapter 4 now. You go to chapter 4, verse 1. And this is what the devil don't want. The devil doesn't want you to hear the word of God. So he'll upset. He'll do everything and cause everything to look like it's gone. No. But heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will never pass away. Do you understand that? You've got too much tribulation you'll enter. You've got to, you've got to listen to the word of God. And, and somebody is going to preach the word of God. And the devil doesn't want it. He doesn't mind you get up and testify. Shout a little bit. Call some scripture. He doesn't mind that. But when you begin to show people what is ahead of us, he doesn't like that. But there's a blessing for you when you read it. And you hear the prophecy of this word. And the devil doesn't want it. You know one time this book was being preached. But you don't hear it. How much in your lifetime have you heard? You know why? The devil closed it down. And anybody that would preach it, he fights them. And cause this church as if the whole earth is. That's not true. That's a lie. Scary. You stay right there. And believe the word. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that there's a special blessing. For those that even read it and understand. And you don't read it. There's no blessing for you. You don't preach it. There's no blessing. You know sir. Anytime you go into it. Everything like this going on. That's not true. Stay right there and preach it and preach it and preach it. And if the building sink, let it sink. Because that's only a building. But you get one or two. Pull them out. And see the change of God in their lives. That's what God looking for. The devil doesn't want you to change. He'll pull you out and let you sit down in something that there's no change. And he's, he won't bother you. He won't bother you at all. But you won't have the crown. The Bible said you should not let anyone take the sin. Let no one take your crown. You know, I can take your crown. The crown you out, come up and tell you something and entice you to leave what you're holding on to. I just took your crown. They want to uncrown you. Just tell you, and you listen, and you walk away from, and you lost your crown. But you don't know that. You don't know that. Unless your eyes is open to the word of God. Unless God's dealing with you. Unless the Holy Ghost touched you like we saw this morning. You won't even know. It's now, right now in church, they can take away your crown. By you believing something that's not right. And the devil doesn't want you to believe the truth, the word of God. Oh, this is not. This is a war. This is a battle you're in. It's a war. Am I? Am I right? Are you in a war? I said, are you warring? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, and it's not the person. It's a spirit that's working through them to dethrone you. And that spirit could come all the way from Jezebel time. Evil spirits. Balaam, Balaam, the Bible tells us that. What spirit 
possessing that person that's talking to you. My God, what a spirit. They're sent forth as angels of light to dethrone you. To stop you from going on to, to the final where you hear, well done. Thou good. And, and unless you have discerning of spirits, that's what you have developed. Discerning of spirit is that just like how you know that sister over there and that sister and that brother over there. You got to know that's an evil spirit sitting right over there talking. Or when they come to you, that is a Hebrew spirit that came to me, that's talking to me. And you stand there and in your mind you rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. And, and if you're bold, if you're bold, you'll rebuke them openly. You just say, brother, I rebuke you, that spirit of you in Jesus' name. And you see what happened. They get mad. Rebuke them. You'll see. Tell them that that devil is in you. Boldly. You can't be afraid. If they're trying to take your crown, what do you do? You trip them up back. This is the warfare. It's a warfare. That men and women are going to rise up and get back to the Bible. Otherwise, we're all lost. And you might believe that God doesn't keep his servants. But he does. He does. One can chase a thousand. One man of God, a woman of God is mighty. You don't believe that? Yes, they're mighty. Or you say, well, we go by numbers. We go, No, no, God doesn't go by numbers. God go by the spirit of your heart. Tell me somebody if I'm right. Huh? Was, 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 was Moses' rod greater than all the rods of Egypt? And the magicians. And gobble them up. You don't know who you are. That anointing that touched you. And standing and said I rebuke you. You start rebuking the devil. When you feel something trying to take your crown. You get. It's just like. If you have a child and somebody's trying to. Take that child away. That evil dragon come up. What do you do? You rebuke it and cut his head off spiritually. What about somebody want to take that baby child Jesus out of your heart? Give feed you with a lie. You Christians got to wake up to the fact that we've got power. All power. We've got power to rebuke the devil, resist the devil, put on the old arm of God. Hallelujah. After this I looked. Notice here. What happened? After what? No, no. You are... You are English people, you're smart. You have before, and then you have after. So if somebody said after this, that means there was something before. Is that is that right? So what was before? The Laodicean church age. So now it came to an end. So it was after the close of the church age. After this, what happened after this? Alright, after, like, after we are closed, what happened? You're going to go home and have your, your lunch or whatever, whatever, right? So now, I'm giving you simple. So after this, let's read. I looked. And behold, a door was open in heaven. Now, oh, come on, say, who's the door? 
Is he the door? By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And the first voice, which I heard was, as it were, what? A trumpet talking with me. Now, now, now you can find that in, was it First Corinthians, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, going 14, 15, 16, the trumpet talking. Then you can find it also in First Corinthians 15, 51, 2, 3, going down somewhere around there. You can mark it down and read that. This is the talking trumpet and also in Revelation chapter 1 about the, a voice like a trumpet began talking to the, the church. <coughs> but he said, I, I, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet. A talking trumpet with me saying, what was it saying? Come up here. What would you say that is? Some might say, oh, that's John. Telling John alone to come up. You don't understand revelation, symbols, and what God's doing, the mystery. Come up here after what? Yes. John, John died during a church age. And was buried in Ephesus, I think. So it's not just John getting a vision. But he's showing you what happened at the close of the church age, the Laodicean age, after the close, what happened. That's what we're working for. We want to get into the first resurrection right before the catching away. That's what we're working for. That's what the devil don't want you to hear. You don't mind you go to church as long as you don't hear it. Because if you don't hear it, nothing's going to happen. Amen. You don't even understand what after this means. But I'm telling you today, after this, I look and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice, which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking with me. A talking trumpet. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Wouldn't you say that with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, uh, the voice of the, wouldn't you say that's a talking trumpet? Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, you want to hear that? You want to hear the talking trumpet saying, come up either. Well, you ought to shout some more over that. Jesus. Devil don't want you to have it. Come on, yep. I don't call you and I give you the word of God. Because that's what's going to save you. A talking trumpet. You want to hear it right now. Because that talking trumpet was chapter 1. Look at chapter 1, Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, is it? I, John, who am also of your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the spirit. It was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Look at verse 10. And I was in the spirit and the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. That same trumpet. Sing. 
Oh, you know, you got that now. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia and Ephesus. Unto Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And I turn to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girded about the pop with a golden girdle, his head. Who's that? Who's that? Jesus Christ. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass. That's how the churches start. And that's how the kingdom will begin. A talking trumpet. That's what you want to hear right now. And the devil don't want you to get back to these scriptures. Why don't you just talk about, oh, you're going to get your little watch, your little blessing, and come and a little dead old dry church. Don't, 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 no conviction of sin. No conviction, let everything happen. As if it's man's church. But it's not man's church. It belongs to Jesus. And he will defend it. It's not up to you or me. Somebody say, well, well, I won't defend it. Well, watch and see at the end who wins. Because you're building for now. And you're building because, well, let me see. I do this and I... No, you, there's nothing you can do to hurt the church. Not the church of Christ. Or you might hurt a building. But not the church of Christ. Well, I influence a brother and a sister and pull them away because they didn't listen to the word of God. But the ones that you listen to the word of God, you can't pull them. Because they know salvation doesn't depend on you. It depends on Christ. It depends on Jesus. But go back in history and look at the look at the Caesars. Look at all the the um, all these men that persecuted the church, but yet today a church came out, didn't it? Because Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail. What are the gates of hell? Everything that attacks the church of Christ. So don't get discouraged, don't, don't spend your time talking to a lot of people who don't make sense. You stay in the Word of God. I'm trying to point you back to the word of God. Well, I'm not going to listen. Well, that's your fault. You will listen at the judgment. Because you have the throne of grace. And you can skip listening at the throne of grace. But not at the throne of judgment. You don't understand Revelations 20 comes in. Hmm? The throne of judgment. When you have to stand there. Where do you think you're going? You're not going anywhere. Well, I'm busy and I hope they'll get it over with quick so I can go. You're not leaving. Life is over. Grace period is over. You, you have no more choice. That's why you need to make it in now. Make it in now. And submit to the word of God. And break that shackle. Break that spirit off of your life. Ask God to open your eyes and open your understanding. I say, God, let me hear. 
what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. That's why Jesus said, Blessed are your ears for the ear. Revelation is not an easy book. It's not an easy book. Because you make your mind up. I want to go all the way with Jesus. Somebody said, oh, is that like, I thought it was just, we're going to just fly away, streets of gold, everything like that, so sweet and not really? Oh, you haven't read the Bible, haven't you? Huh? There's not one sin that's going to enter. Well, not one, we all have to repent and all have sinned. It's time for us to repent. All of us are sinners. We missed it. We've done wrong. But here is the mercies of God. He will forgive us if we confess our sins. Don't let people turn you off. And his feet like unto fine. Did I stop? Like unto fine brass. As it were burnt in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. You can continue reading about Jesus right there. Okay? Then go back in closing to chapter 4. Where we go back where the trumpet talking with me. Which said come up hither. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Alright look at me here right here. Now. After this. Follow. After this. After what? The seven churches age. Over. What happened next? Huh? I look and behold. A door was opened where? In heaven. Okay? The door that was not opened during the church age is now opened in judgment. And the first voice which I heard was that it were a trumpet, watch, talking with me, which said, Come up here. And what is going to happen? Now, you're going to go on to a new... Dispensation. It's going to start. Okay. So he's the firstborn. Of the new creation. Because he was the first to be resurrected. Not just raised. Lazarus was raised. But he died again. He's not resurrected yet. You're not resurrected yet. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. Being raised from the dead. Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead. But Jesus is the only one that was resurrected from the dead. And die no more. That's what you want to come into. There's one more birth. The devil don't want you to make it. He don't want you to be qualified for that birth. But this is why this church is here. It's up to you if you want a church or not. I thought a good five finished my course almost. You go ahead if you want this. There is not a lot of this around. It's not a lot of this. Read it. You can hear but not a lot of what I'm telling you. I'm walking you to the chronological order. After this. After what? The church age is over. What's going to happen? That there's going to be a throne of judgment. Let me give me a little time right here. He said, let me hurry. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me. Which said, come up either and I will show thee the, the things which must what? be here after. That means after. That's it. Isn't that simple? But you got to understand me. 
past. Now right here we're going to go. We're looking into the future. So you come up here. For me to show you what's going to happen. Now. In the future. You want to go on? Or you want to go back? That's why the devil don't want you to know that. You want to stay right over here. Unless you know this thing you want to know. Next verse says. And what happened? Come on. You're not reading like you believe it. So you see how quick a change that's going to be? Yeah? In a moment. In that twinkling of a light. At the last drop. And immediately. My God. I was in the spirit. And behold a throne was set. In heaven. And one sat on the throne. Now this is not the throne of. Grace. But is the throne of judgment. Let's read on. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seat I saw four and twenty angels. Angels. Is that angels? So it's elders. So an angel, is an angel an elder? Or they can never be. Okay. So it's, so we know now, that's not angel. Those are elders. Elders. Sitting clothed in white raiment, which is righteousness of Christ. And they had on their heads Crowns of gold. They didn't let nobody take it. That's what we're talking about. You could talk to them. You couldn't influence them. You know why you're being tested? Because God's not going to have a security risk. Because if you can be tempted now and drawn away, when the devil is loose, he'll get you. It's going to be loose again. We'll get to that. And out of the throne proceeded. Right, look, look. Not grace and mercy, but what? Lightning and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Next verse. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. Hold on now. Hold on. Why, if you can't stand the correction and the judgment in the church age, how are you going to stand it back there? That's why the church is here to make you make up your mind. Because when you get there, a sea of glass. Have you ever stand before the mirror? Or put a sheet of glass on the floor and stand in it? So the sea of glass reveal everything. It looks right through you, who you are, and everything is you about your surface. That's what you have to cross over to get in the kingdom. A sea of glass. So you've got to get everything out of you right now. You can't hide it. Or you can. I can hide it from you. But you can't hide it. When you get on the sea of glass. And the church of Laodicea failed. And when a pastor stands up and says. No you got to walk the sea of glass now. I got to put it down before you. We with open face beholding as in a glass mirror. The glory of God. You're changed. You've got to do it right now. 
you get upset. You know what? Because darkness is there and you surface. Am I, am I telling the truth? So what are you going to do? Just give up your crown? Are you going to fight the good fight of faith? Hmm? You're going to just bow down and give it up? Well, when you stand before, well, you won't be you won't be right here at this time, but down the road you will be. Revelation 20. And when you stand there, who's gonna plead for you? You're all alone. You can't say, well, you won't even see them. You're not gonna stand beside them and they they, they defend you. It's you alone. And the Lord's gonna ask you, what have you done? Well, I uh, no. The Lord said, didn't you hear the word of God? And before the throne, there was a sea of glass uh, like unto crystal. Well, no, there's one in Revelation 15, which was also mingled with fire. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes. You know what I mean? Four living creatures with eyes. Before and before. So here you know. You get on this sea of glass, seeing everything through you. And there are four living creatures that full of eyes before and behind. That means everything you've ever done in the past. You can't hide nothing. They know you. They know us. And they call for it. And it's revealed right there before you get over. You can't cross over that's why you need to repent, seek God right now, and serve Him in sincerity. What you've done secretly, you think nobody knows? Those talk, talk, those stuff you said about the Lord secretly in your private, you don't think nobody, you better repent. Because when you get there, everything's going to be, and press the button and everything begins to hear your voice. You cannot. The, the, the four living creatures as a, the most advanced recording system. Computer, everything. And the first beast was like a lion, the second like a calf, the third had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a, an eagle, first eight. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was that's the past and is present and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lived forever and ever, the four, because I believe right there is also a learning system, a learning time to get over into the kingdom. The four living creatures are going to do a lot of instruction right there. Teach us how to really worship God. What you've done in the church age, you you graduate, but now in the kingdom age, you're beginning. <laughs> and the four living creatures teaching you how. And the four and twenty elders, what happened? They did. Fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiping that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy. O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasures they are and were created.
You see what's going to happen? Or you begin that new age, the millennium age, the church is caught away. That means the first fruits. That is, this is not the great company. I have not gone in Revelation 7. Okay? I'm talking about before the tribulation. That group that's caught away right now is called the first fruits. And they should be, we, we, we can pinpoint where they are right now. And when they get to heaven, they meet up with the four living creatures who to, to even go further to teach them how to uh, worship. So much that the 24 elders fell down on their faces and cast their crowns down. We got people come to church, they're full of pride. They wouldn't bow their knees before the great creator and said, holy is the Lord. But we will. I, I'm going to stop right there. I, think, I hope you enjoy the word. I hope you got something today.